0: Free
1: game. What's good, real Welcome game. to another episode of the Free Game free Friday game. Podcast. It's I'm your host, game. Jay Don. This week, we're talking real estate free with game. a close friend of mine, Sean McGarry, who's an agent for a new free construction game. builder. Free game. It's free game. Without further ado, Sean, can you kind of give my audience a quick intro about who you are and what you do?
0: All right. Well, yeah. Um, like Jay said, I'm a licensed real estate agent uh, here in the Omaha area. Um, I have my license for uh, since December of 2019. Uh, so like my first full year in real estate was in the crazy year of 2020. Um, during that time, I've been on both sides of it. I've been on the existing side as well as uh, representing uh, a builder on a new construction side. So um, I've, I've been on both sides. Um, pretty much equally as long, uh, but you know, like I said, like Jay said, I'm currently in the new construction uh, industry now, so I feel like that's where my expertise lies. And um, so, like I said, I'm ready to give give, give the game back and uh, give the audience a little more information on the new construction industry.
1: Thank you for that, Sean, I definitely appreciate it. Um, I know when I was thinking about people that are involved in a new construction field, you were the first one, even though you're my good friend, you were the first one that popped in my head. I know that you've had you have multiple years of experience. You've worked for multiple builders, so it's not like you're coming into it one-sided or um and stuff like that. So I think you're the perfect person to kind of speak to that. Um and I know you said you were on both you've been on both sides of um the agent. Um so can you kind of give my audience kind of an idea of how you got to working in a new construction?
0: Uh well yeah, so like I mentioned, I got my license uh the end of 2019 uh and then from there normally you know when you are going through that licensing process um that's really one thing that they don't necessarily touch on um in school uh, when you're 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 you know taking those classes to get the license they just they're really talking to you about going to all the brokerages um to really um you know get the, get a feel for all of them but they never say go see a new construction builder. Uh, so, I mean, I had my license, you know, for about four or five months uh, while before I finally decided to just even go and look at a model home for a new construction builder. Um, and then from there um, spoke with a sp- spoke with a rep that was representing that that builder. And um, kind of she, she told me everything that, you know, her day entails, how her weeks are um, prospecting, um, just the whole process. And it was just something that uh, on my end, I'm like, you know, this is something that I, I feel like I can do. Um, and so, like I said, I made that decision uh, to, you know, pursue it and actually was able to uh, get land an opportunity, uh, I want to say a month later, uh, which normally it, it's very tough to break into that new construction field. So, um, you know, when I did finally get into that field, it was something where it was just, you know, something I fell in love with instantly because it was just a total side of real estate that I had um, a little knowledge of, but once I started to learn more and actually be in it, um, you know, you, you kind of start to fail forward and learn different things, different niches, different things to say, cause it's still sales. Uh, but just the, the, the industry of new construction, it's, it's, it's different from the existing real estate side of things. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, but like I said, it was just something that once I did get into it and, and you know, we, I, I had that initial, Um, interest in it, and it didn't let me down as far as what I expected. Uh, Just, you know, being able to show brand-new homes and um, be able to talk with buyers and realtors and really um, show them what a home can be and to see a home start from from the lot stage and end in a brand-new home where a family can kind of start their, you know, their life and, you know, they they want to start having kids or they already have kids and it's their dream home. So um, it's definitely something I do, you know, love to do. You know, to, as far as giving back,
1: yeah, and that's pretty cool. It sounds like you kind of, uh, you kind of fell into it by accident. You know what I mean? Um, because you said like you weren't exposed to the new construction as much in school, and they don't really preach that. They kind of have all the agencies who are kind of um pushing their brokerage. I'm not sure if they pay a percentage or what to the schools and whatnot. Um, but I know there are some some brokers who kind of are connected with schools and stuff like that. Um, so you really don't see a lot of the, the new construction people going from getting licensed to going straight into new construction. So that's a real good point. Um, what you said, kind of, you were just kind of, uh, it sounds like you were just kind of picking the lady's brain who, um, gave you your initial introduction into new construction and then you kind of fell into it. And as you've got going, you realize that's your, that's your thing. You know what I mean?
0: Mhm and yeah, I think- it was just it was just something that like I knew I could uh have success in um mm-hmm. like I said, just uh just the way I am with you know how i mean for one I'm competitive and I'm also always eager to learn and just the process of how it is and um you know the potential of you know what new construction was able to to do for me as well, which I'm sure we'll probably touch on later on in the conversation, but just being able to you know, network and and be in front of more agents than I would have been able to be in front of, you know, yeah. existing real estate, you know, outside of just like marketing events.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think? Because um, I know most of the pe- most people are probably sitting there thinking, well, I wonder what the biggest difference is between the two. Um, when, I, when I say the two, I mean existing real estate and new construction uh, real estate, being an agent. Uh, what, what would you say the biggest, some of the biggest things that are uh, different between the two?
0: Uh, I will say the biggest difference is definitely going to be, um, you know, your your schedule, because uh, with being a an existing real estate agent, traditional agent, however you want to put it, um, you are truly in charge of, uh, you know, your time, how you want to spend it, you know, if you don't feel like working on a Tuesday, you can take that Tuesday off, or, you know, if you don't feel like working a weekend, um, you know, you can take that weekend off, whereas a new construction, um, you are gonna be in a model home uh four or five days out the week. Uh, but then one thing people don't understand with new construction um is that you know those weekend days are gonna be non-negotiable to most builders. Uh just because the weekend that's when everyone else is off work, you know. So, you know, you got buyers that you're you're speaking with throughout the week or you know, their their realtors hitting you throughout the week, like, hey, I wanna bring somebody by. Um, you know. And they always plan to bring them by on the weekend you know so you kind of got to be there 10 a.m you know sharp or noon sharp whenever your builder does open up but those those weekend days are non-negotiable so i think you know that's where you know you see a lot of realtors kind of hesitate to get into new construction um you know when it comes to sitting in model homes because you know that was kind of the reason why they got their license because they want that flexibility from mm-hmm. their time to be able to say hey you know, I don't want to do anything on this Friday or, or or this Saturday or I don't want to do anything on a Sunday. Uh to where, you know, within in new construction, um, you know, you can, you know, not work those those weekends, but then you'll find out somebody else is gonna sell that home. You know, <laughs> somebody else is gonna get that sale. Now you're you're looking back at those commission checks and you're like, all right, I probably I probably should should have been in there. So yeah. Uh, I think that's that's the biggest is gonna be um, you know. The transition from 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 time management, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so like like with me, I was already still kind of in corporate, you know, corporate America with, with a nine to five job. So I was still used to, you know, being in a certain area for, you know, a certain amount of time. To, like but if you try to like approach like the agent that's been on the existing side for like 10 years. And you ask them, hey, you know, how do you feel about sitting in a model? Like they gonna look at you like, you know, hold on, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sitting in nobody model no longer than, you know, an hour or two, if, unless it's like an open house, you know. So, yeah, um, I think that's really, you know, the biggest difference on on that side. But I mean, there there are some other differences as far as on the existing, on the existing side. I mean, you truly are um, hunting twenty four seven. Um, so whether that's you know following up on leads from you know, referrals, past buyers, uh, family and friends, your sphere that, that they kind of teach you about in the real estate school. Um, you're constantly trying to find someone that's either buying or selling. Um, you know, you're trying to find a niche here like, okay, do I want to work with investors? Do I want to work with first time home buyers and learn about all the first time home buyer programs? Um, mm-hmm. Am I a luxury agent? Do I have, you know, peers that are going to be um, in that price point? So I think in existing, there's so many different. Um, avenues you can go down. And I think those first couple years, you can kind of try to, you're trying to figure that out for yourself um, versus in new construction. Um, one thing I don't always have to do is, I mean, I'm still hunting in a sense, uh, but I already have uh, a product. Um, and so like a lot of times with, you know, people that aren't familiar with real estate, you know, you have your, your listing. So that's someone that has a home to sell. Um, typically real estate agents get paid more on listing versus you know on, on the buying side uh so a lot of times you see realtors they're really like some realtors only go after listings or, so because those those go on the mls and those would field all the phone calls from the other other reps Um, i mean other agents in the state uh so they want to be in the mls so that their phone is, is ringing and they're able to uh, show the home that they're selling to, to other realtors and then from there who knows what that can turn into because a lot of times you know they have to if they get a listing, a lot of the time they on both sides of the transaction. They're mm-hmm. selling their buyer's home. And then from there, they're helping the person that just sold a home find their their next home. So um, you know, that's kind of the the side of it on the existing side where in new construction I am solely just a listing agent. So I don't, you know, I can't help someone sell their home. So that's another difference where um, you know, some builders do allow it, uh, where they can sell existing and sell new construction, but the builder I work for. Uh, we have enough inventory where um, we are solely focused on just selling the homes that we build. Um, So I'll always have homes in the MLS uh, to where, you know, I think it's beneficial for me being new. Um, You know, you get a a lot of agents that, you know, they, some never work with listings or they may only have one or two listings on the market at a time. Um, And then even then, you know, one listing may be an investment property that's, you know, run down and, you know, need a whole lot of work. Mm. Um, or, you know, just a property that they might not even be fully in love with, you know, but they have to sell it because of the client that they're working with uh, yeah. to where, you know, my listings are always going to be brand new homes, um, homes that are, you know, ready, you know, they're 30 days out or 60 days out, 90 days out, um, you know, 100 days out, whichever the case may be, uh, you know, but I know like the home that I have has a high chance of selling just because people, people love new, um, people love to live in things that have not been lived in, you know, same thing, right. with, you know, car business, people love to drive brand new cars versus, you know, when they probably could get a better deal buying a used car, you know, that's a year, a year, uh, a year older, but they, they want that new one. So yeah. same thing, you know, in our, in the housing market, uh, people love brand new, um, our, our, our builder provides that, we have a lot of inventory. And so, I always have about seven or eight listings on the market at a time. So that's seven to eight houses that realtors are calling my phone, you know, to show, have questions about. Um, and so even from then, that's just helping like me, especially since I'm still fairly new to the business. Um, you know, I'm I'm talking to realtors on a daily basis that I might not have been speaking to, you know, mm-hmm. had I stayed in the existing an side.
1: Yeah. And that's a good points. So I think you I think the biggest one of the biggest nuggets that you threw out there was that when you're a traditional agent, you're always on the hunt, you're always in your network trying to see if you can get a listing or get a buyer um versus when you're uh working for a builder as an agent, you kind of it's kinda, like you said, it's kind of almost like a 9 to 5, but you have the people, you have the um traction coming in, you have leads coming in, you know what I mean? It's not like um, you out there hunting twenty four mm-hmm. seven. You are hunting in some capacity, but you're not hunting as much as a a, a new traditional agent would. And I think that's yeah, important so because like, a lot of people kind of get into the industry and they think it's going to pop right away as far as being a, a new agent. But you really got to be hunting. Um, but go ahead and say what you're about to say.
0: Yeah, because I mean, like, like I was saying, like it, it's it's a hunt regardless. But like, like my hunt is like different. You know, if that yeah. if that makes sense. Because um, like I'm actually. You know, I'm not necessarily I mean, I will talk to my sphere about people that might, you know, want to buy a new a new home or, you know, find out their price point and see what what we can do for them. But like my hunt is more like amongst like my my fellow real estate agent peers. Like I actually, you know, have, you know, I'm a numbers guy. So I like I have a certain set of, of touches I want to get a week or I guess a day that lead up to the week. Um, but I'm always doing that, reaching out to realtors on a daily basis, um, giving them updates on our inventory, um, continuously just kind of keeping myself in front of them. Um, I think the one thing that a lot of people don't you know, understand is things change uh, quickly in, in the real estate industry. So, I mean, you, you'll have a realtor that might not be working with somebody on Monday, uh, but come that Saturday, you know, they've got three new buyers that they're working with now. And so, like, and it it changes like that. So, like, it's not like, you know, it, it could get discouraging to some people that they may reach out to somebody, you know, one week and not get a text back. And so they're like, okay, I'm not going to follow up the next week. Uh, but then you, you see that the next week that same agent wrote a deal with, with another rep because that rep reached out to him, you know, from a time yeah. standpoint. So, like, I'm always constantly keeping keeping myself in front of, um, agents that I do know um, you know building building relationships um, sending them inventory updates uh, sending them what we have available coming up uh, we even had different type of bonus incentives uh, so if it's an agent that like I know you know is doing you know a, a whole lot of volume that may be an agent where I'm like okay if, they, if I do find a deal you know if we are able to find something and work something out um, we, we may try to find a way to help their buyer be incentivized whether that's Um, help them with blinds or a sprinkler system or, um, you know, even bonus commission on the agent side. So there's just different things that, you know, I like to throw in to kind of sweeten the deal, um, but also to just kind of secure that that agent is always bringing back, you know, that, you know, their buyers whenever they have somebody in that that price point. Um, But yeah, I mean, I just think, you know, our hunt is is different when it comes down to it, because I'm not necessarily networking amongst people. But uh, because just with even our builder, like ninety percent of our deals normally come from buyers that already have a realtor. So yeah. with that, that's showing me okay. Well, I need to be in contact with the realtors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know more because because that's where you know I'm gonna probably you know end up writing a deal with.
1: Yeah, and I, that's good info because it's easier. I'm not gonna say it's easier because everything is hard, but it's um it's more easy to talk to a realtor than it is trying to force a friend or a family member to buy a house um, right. on the traditional side, or even a stranger, because when you're talking mm-hmm. to realtors, like you said, they've already done some of the work. They got the the buyer. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah. And so. then
0: I think that there, and there's a trust factor too. a lot of times, um, mm. which is, I mean, we're all human. So, you know, a lot of times I find it very easy to kind of talk with, you know, a buyer that has a realtor already involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I mean, I'm building that trust factor with the realtor and with the buyer as well. But at the end of the day, you know, when I leave the picture, you know, the buyer and realtor are going to be closer. That's that person's realtor for a reason. Um, could be a family member, could be a close friend. Um, it just could be somebody that they trust to where, um, you know, I'm always give them all the information I need. But, you know, when a realtor is involved and is able to kind of uh, back up everything that I'm saying, um, you know, a lot of times it, it allows you know for a smoother process. Um, yeah. You know, because I mean, I w- I wouldn't tell them anything any different than their realtor would, but just hearing it from from two miles instead of one, um, kind of takes out that um, takes out that um, you know, thought of like, okay, am I making the right decision? Am I rushing? Can I afford this? Um, you know, just just things like that. So, um, I mean, I I definitely you know I enjoy working with realtors. like I said, I'm able to you know, build my network. And um, I mean, I do love new construction, but you know, in the event that something, you know, happened, I know that I have a network of realtors that I can reach out to, um, you know, in, in case, you know, I did hop back into the existing field, which I don't see myself doing. But, you know, you you, you never say never in times
1: like this. So it's a good point. Um, like you said, you're, when you're dealing with another agent, it kind of gives the buyer another opportunity to kind of like you said, you almost got social instant social proof when it comes to um, dealing with the buyer because they got the their agent backing you up, everything that you're saying. Like you said, and that makes the makes the whole process easier, I'm sure for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving right along, um, if there's someone out there that's looking to do what you do, um, as far as being a an agent for an, a new builder, what what's something you would tell them to do, or what steps do you think they should take to do that?
0: Um, I think they should definitely visit the builder that they they may have some interest in, um, and really find out just their their process. Because again, like I said, um, you have some builders where, um, you know, you can only represent them. You have some builders that will allow you to represent them. You know, send them out a home from time to time, but as well as sell, uh, you know, your aunt's house or you know your uncle's house. You know, uh, whenever they have a house to sell, so. Um, definitely visiting the builder, um, you know, find out the process, speaking to, to current reps that, that represent that builder um, as well, uh, and then just kind of doing your research. Um, you know, there are, you know, one thing we haven't touched on yet is there are different types of new construction. Um, you, you do have the spec builders where um, pretty much the home is, you know, you walk through a model home and, and what you see is is what what you get. You know, you may be able to to make some selections. Um, you may be able to pick out the cabinets or countertops, flooring, things of that that nature. The paint color on the walls. Um, those are you know spec levels where you can kind of do that. Uh, but then you have some that are semi-custom where you know you might be able to change certain things in the home. You may be able to not get a, a island, or or you want to add an island, or you we want to add an additional bedroom or add a finished basement. You know things like that where they're semi custom, you know. So you have those type of builders um, and then you have the fully custom builds where, you know, you're legit like you know, hiring, you know, someone to to draw up a plan for a home and and going through um, a longer process cuz those builds definitely do take longer than your spec builds, than your your semi custom builds. So there are different types of new construction. Um you know, all new construction isn't the same, I like to say. Um, you know, some, some, some builders are able to build homes in six to eight months, some builders take a year, some take two, two and a half years, you know, then you got some that take four to five months. So, um, there are different types of builders, different type of new construction. Uh, so you really want to hone in and, and do your research on each and every one to see, okay. Um, you know, cause a lot of times people don't understand when a home takes two years to get built, you're not getting paid for two years. You know, (laughs) so how does that, how does that, how does that work for you? Like, can you wait two years before you get that check? You know, it's going to be a big check, but can you wait for it? You know, that home might not be ready for two years. I mean, I mean, not two years, a year, you know, so same thing. Can you wait a year for a check to to come? So um, the good thing about the builder I work with is a lot of the inventory we have on the market um, is 30 days out, 60 days out. So I'm waiting 30 days after I write a contract where I'm waiting 60 days. So that's something that, you know, is beneficial for me, but also even to other outside agents, you know, that are still in existing real estate. They may have a buyer that wants new construction um and I'm able to offer them a home that's, you know, ready in 60 days and the other builder down the street is nine months out. Well, a lot of times you'll see the agent trying to like say, Hey, this is the best way to go, because that agent wants to get paid sooner. You know, agents don't want to wait, mm. you know, nine months to a year. You know, they're human as well, that they want their money, you know as fast as they can if they can close on a home, you know, right away, you know, that's something that they're gonna educate their client on saying, hey, from this time until now, who knows what can happen. You can lose your job. Um, You know, just anything from a family situation can happen. Um, You know, interest rates could go up because a lot of times you can't lock in your interest rate that far out, you know, so there's just many different things that go into it um, that, you know, you definitely, want to look into when you are you know doing your your research on on the different new construction builders in your area
1: yeah those are good points and you kind of just what you're talking that through it kind of makes me wonder i know probably some of the listeners are wondering how do you say for instance somebody locks in an agreement with you today um Mm -hmm. a buyer and 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 an agent how do you basically keep that buyer in, in in route for their house for six months you know what i mean if it's not going to be complete for six months how do you keep them happy for six months or however long it's going to take for their, their house to get built
0: well a lot of times we'll um we'll always give the buyers updates so on my end i actually have um, meetings every week with the superintendent so who for the listeners that don't know the superintendent is basically the the person in charge of the of the community that we're building in. Um, so the superintendent will always have an update on each and every home, which process they're, I mean, which stage of construction they're in, um, you know, if, they, if they're trending on schedule, you know, if something is behind, um, if something is on back order, um, that's who will let me know. Um, so, so that I'm, I'm in the know for when the buyer or the realtor does have questions. But we like to provide uh, weekly updates to that buyer. Um, as well as depending on what lender they go through. I know our preferred lender gives weekly updates as well, uh, but we we try to always keep them um, as informed as possible. Um, I'm even fine with with walking the buyer through the home each phase if that's something they'd like to see. Um, A lot of the times that they want to be involved, um, you know, it's, it's something that's a big investment for them. And so I try to make them as comfortable as possible. You know, so we'll always set up, you know, different walks, you know, whether it's, you know, the drywalls got put in and they want to walk it or, you know, the carpet just got laid, you know, cabinets just got put in, you know, anything that I think, you know, might be beneficial for that buyer just to kind of ease them because they do get antsy. You know, you'll see, you know, a buyer go under contract and then the next week, you know, they're shooting you an email like wondering you know why you know the sod hasn't been laid down in in the yard you know so they're like you know they're used to buying things that are already complete uh just because you know we normally you know that's just how, how we are you know in everyday life you're not buying you know a car that's not complete you're not buying a phone that's not complete you're not buying a product that's not complete so they're used to seeing things moving along quickly and so you know some people just aren't equipped to wait three months, but then you got some people that are fine, you know, because a lot of them are already locked in in the lease anyway. Um, you know, so there's just certain certain situations where, um, you know, it can be difficult because some buyers do get antsy. Uh, but for the most part, you know, it's just it's just keeping them informed, keeping them up to date, giving
1: them weekly updates,
0: reaching out to the realtor, let them know, you know, hey, this just went in, if they got any questions, just to reach reach back out to you.
1: Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So basically, uh, just staying in communication with the with the buyer to make sure that they're informed about everything. Um, yeah,
0: and, and and like I said, even with us having you know the the inventory that's thirty to sixty days out, a lot of time like it's not even as as strenuous as it would have been in in a, in a different market where um, you know we would have been selling homes at lot stage or selling homes at basement stage, and they're actually six to seven months out and that constant communication, you know, it's all good. You know, those first few months, but then once they hit months five and six, you know, they're, you know, they're showing up to the property unannounced. I mean, there are some, some new construction horror stories out there. Um, I know I I had, you know, uh, (laughs) back when I was representing the builder I was with before, um, you know, it was like the day, the day I left two days later, I had a home under contract and, uh, the buyer was like in the basement with his own inspection company. Um, didn't let me know. Didn't let the superintendent know. Didn't let the builder know. And he was basically just kind of just going crazy, talking about um, something was something was was terrible in there. We were, you know, taking shortcuts. And you know, at this time again, I wasn't I wasn't representing that builder anymore. Uh, so you know, I let them know what was going on, but that was just like a big no no because like buyers don't understand that's a that's a construction zone. Yeah. So they're not necessarily supposed to be in a construction zone, you know, without a hard hat and different things like that. So, um, you know, you you see you see stories like that all the time. But, you know, it's just something that, you know, you got to make sure you're doing your job as a as an agent on the front end um, to make sure things like that don't happen. And you set those expectations early. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Setting expectations early. I think that's a that's a big nugget when dealing dealing with people in general because it's like if i set you up to know xyz it'll be more easier for me to kind of enforce these rules or these conditions on the back end because i've already told you on the front end um type situation so that's real good info um i guess could you because i know like we kind of talked about all the good stuff um that goes on being a a, um an agent for a builder can you kind of just give us a kind of a a situation maybe or a time that you went through as a um, new construction agent that might have been, you might've seen some turbulence or you might've had some issues and kind of how you got through that. It could be either personal or even on a job like or combined.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, Even just recently, and I know me and you had this, this conversation, Um, you know, when you were, you were here, but we had just talked about just the market. Um, and just getting used to what, seeing what a normal market is. Um, you know, me and you both kind of jumped in um, in that crazy year of 2020 where,
1: right. you
0: know, it was hot. You know, it it, it was a joke out there. They were going to sell those those little houses on on the Home Depot parking lot, and you could sell one of those for 150 you know. <laughs> so, like, everything was just selling. And so, you know, as the interest rates started to rise and just, you know, and we like to say, you know, not rise, but just normalize. You know, they weren't two, three percent interest rates; they were getting back up into six, seven, and, and so that was normal. But you know, as that kind of happened, you know, the the traffic to the model started to slow down. People started to kind of wait a little bit. Um, people weren't as jumpy on the next home available. Um, so just with that, you know, it, it it was slow. You know, it was slow for myself in um, you know October, November. Um, and then as as well as you know me having to take you know a few months off you know you just for rehab and recovery um you know it was it was just a little slower than what I was accustomed to and so with that you know you start just thinking about okay you know you're just so used to selling four or five homes in a month um i think the, the most i sold in a month this year was seven um and so with that those are you know you're you're selling seven homes in a month and that's you know a lot of money from a commission standpoint you know you're getting you know, six, $7,000 commission on, on some of those homes. And, like, you start doing the math. And, like, now you're just training, like, okay, I got to get two a month. I got to get three a month.
1: Yeah. And so,
0: you know, you, you go through a month with zero, and you're like, all right, next month is cool. And then the next month, you're like, oh, you only got one. You're like, hold on. You know what's going on here. Yeah. You know, and then you start to hit the holidays. And now it's like, okay, you know, it's really slow because people are now, nobody wants to move. Everybody wants to be around family. If anything, they're traveling before, you know, they're thinking about moving. Um, so, you know, like I said, I mean, I had a, I had some turbulence there. I mean, it's it, it picked up for me the last, even just two weeks, um, you nowhere where I was able to sell four in the last two weeks. So i just, but it just lets me know, okay, spring's around the corner, um, you know, and things are starting to pick up. And so, um, just kind of, you know, learning a little more about the market learning what a, a traditional normal market looks like, um, you know, to where I'm not in my own head and know that, okay, I just got to make sure I'm on top of my productivity, um, touching the realtors i need to touch and emails out uh truly following up on on, on different leads and, and kind of making sure um you know i'm doing what i can on my end um and and leaving it in god's hands
1: yeah i definitely definitely appreciate you sharing that because i know personally like obviously i'm in the real estate industry as well so i felt uh the same pain that you felt during those months and uh when the market was kind of stabilizing and stuff like that Um, but you said something like just a few minutes a few seconds ago you said the spring is coming so I kind of need to get ready and uh for you guys who listeners who might not be familiar with the real estate industry springtime is kind of when buying season kind of starts from would you say from about March to maybe July would you say that's kind of the hotter markets I mean the hotter time to buy
0: yeah I'd say probably like March into like first couple weeks of August you'll get some just, just because August is around that time school starts so you really see that last rush in July uh, because you get a lot of families that want to get into a home before, um, you know, their kids get into school. They don't want to be moving. But then you will see, you know, you, you'll get some unsurprising activity in, Octu- in August. But for the most part, I think March through July is like that that busy period because you see um, just the, the weather. People don't want to, especially in the Midwest, people don't want to move in the snow. Uh, but then also just nicer weather. Uh, school is getting out. Um, and then you, you just got those summer months to really be able to actually plan a move, um, you know, for you and your family. Yeah. And a lot of, and then, then a lot of leases can get up around that time as well. So you see a lot of people kind of purposely, you know, set their apartment lease out, you know, to, to be up in the summer. So they can't. Yeah. Yep.
1: Definitely agree with you a thousand percent on that. Um, so now we kind of got to the end of the, um, uh, the episode. What's some free game that you like to leave my audience with? It could be something personal or something um, from your um, from being an agent. What's some? I guess what's a nugget you would like to leave the audience with?
0: I'd have to say, um, you know, if you, I'll, I'll I'll keep it in the real estate industry. Um, I will say, getting in the real estate industry is definitely something where. I think it's an accomplishment in itself, just because you know the hard work paid off for anyone. Whether you're being an investor or um, you, you sat down and, and got got licensed and you passed that exam, that's that's tough to pass. Um, but I think that's really when the the real work the real work starts once you get licensed or you get that first deal under your belt um, as an investor. Uh, just because even you know I tell people all the time, real estate is. I like to compare it to music. Um, there's just different different lanes you can go down you know with music you just got you know you got rap you got r&b you got country you got jazz you just got a whole bunch of different um you know lanes you can go down with music and that's the same with the real estate industry you got new construction you got existing and existing if you want to um you know work with investors you can like i mentioned first-time home buyers um you got the commercial side of real estate um you know that you can get into as well And there's different avenues there so Um, you know, real estate as a whole is very broad. So whatever you do, decide to get in, definitely make sure like you're putting in, um, the time to do your research on whatever that avenue is going to be, um, try to find a mentor. Um, I know me and you both are big on, on, you know, finding mentors and people that actually know, you know, that actually done what you, you're trying to do, um, somebody you can kind of bounce ideas off of and just ask questions, uh, because they've probably experienced everything that you have done. Um, but for the most part, I would just say, you know, if you are getting in this industry, you know, that it's, it's going to be tough. Um, you know, they say a lot of people fall out of real estate after the first two years. Uh, so that, that, that was always something that I, that, that, I kept up top, you know, as motivation for me, I wasn't going to be one of the ones that failed out. You know, if I did bow out, it was because of a decision that I decided I wanted to do. But even then, you know, I wasn't going to bow out and not, you know, make an impact, you know, in the industry. So. Um, definitely, um, you know, that's something that I think everyone should stick with and, you know, just, just have a, a motivation that's actually, you know, make an impact. I know for myself, I know I talk, I think I'll I tell Jay about this even, you know, in, you know, the Omaha, Nebraska market. Um, and I know I was one of the first African-American, um, new construction re- representatives, so, that was something that was even new to me that I didn't even know, you know, that was a door I I kicked down uh, just because, you know, I would talk to other minority agents and then say, oh, wow, you know, you're you're in new construction. You don't see that too often. So I didn't realize it at first, but then like, you know, as I've been in it now, for you know, going on three years, it's like, okay, now I see it now. You know, now I, I don't see any other reps that are, that look like me, you know? So that's something I've had to adjust to, but that's also motivation for myself to make sure,
1: That I'm doing the best that I can do on my end. Yeah, and I love that you kind of opening up doors because a lot of people don't realize like that could that could have steered you away from the the industry. You know what I mean? Uh, From that Mm -hmm. piece of the industry, but you kind of looked at it the opposite way, and you've um, unknowingly, unknowingly opened up doors for others who look like us. Because Mm -hmm. I know you haven't really spoke to it, but you've got an awards for. Being a top sales rep, I think in the region or wasn't it the region or um, at yep. your location?
0: Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So the first, uh, yeah. So I started with the builder I'm with now. I started uh, the end of 2021 with them. Um, so yeah that 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 quarter, uh, that first fiscal quarter, and the second fiscal quarter, and third fiscal quarter, I was I was um, recognized as one of one of the top agents in the. In the region. So, and that includes our Omaha, Minneapolis, uh, Denver, Chicago uh, markets. So, big markets as well, Des Moines as well. So, big markets as well. So, that definitely was something that, um, you know, just lets me know, you know, I'm doing a good job. And outside of it, I mean, I'm not doing it for the awards, but to kind of see, you know, your hard work paying off is always something that makes you keep going because, you know, somebody's watching.
1: Yeah. For sure. And salute to you for that. Um, you just said something. I was getting ready to let you go, but you just said something. You said you don't do it for <clears> the awards. Um, what would you say your whole thing, like what, what what would you say your why is per se?
0: Well, I mean, I just I'm, I am uh, someone that that loves to help and seeing, you know, the first like, you know, I mean, people talk about it all the time as as an agent, you know, you, you help somebody you know, buy a home and you you can kind of just see how happy they are. But, you know, once you do it one time, you do it another time, then you just continue to do it. You just see, you know, the effect that it has on, on a lot of these these buyers. And a lot of them, you know, can be first time home buyers, or they're just, you know, they're coming from an existing home that may have needed a whole bunch of work or just an apartment to where they're in a brand new, new construction home. Nobody's lived in it. Um, all their hard work paid off. So you can see that, you know, they are just – they're on a – they're just on a high. You know, and it almost just, you know, makes me just want to make sure, you know, I'm on – that that I do it again. You know, it's just – it's just something that, you know, I don't know how to explain, but, like, I I just – I enjoy doing it. I love doing it. You know, a lot of times, you know, I'm asking for a picture at the final sign-off because, you know – it's just like I want to catch the moment, you know, because that that makes me just keep going, you know. And so, I think that, you know, with that, um, just just being able to to provide families, you know, with a home that they can call theirs, they can actually love, you know, is is kind of something that's you know I love doing. So, yeah, <laughs> <You> know, <that's laughs> a say, though, bro.
1: yeah, I like that. That's that's good. And I think that's most important. I think that's why most people should be in the industry. Um, And that side is kind of being able to deliver that, that home for the family. I know it might not be their final home or their first Mm -hmm. home, but it's the home that they're having for that moment. And I think that's huge. Um, So yeah, that's
0: huge. Because I mean, I look at it too, as like, again, like it's a home as well. And like you just mentioned, like it might not be their final home, but even then, like their home is brand new. Um, they don't understand. Even when they bought their their home at let's just say, you know, basement stage, you know, and by the time the home finished, they've gained, you know, twenty thirty thousand dollars in equity. So like now, like they even have equity in their home. Like you know, I look at that that side of it too. Like you know, you have this is a this truly is an investment. Like
1: you didn't even have to do anything. Your home yeah. is being built
0: and it's gaining equity. You know, it's where you can turn around and you said you know when you are ready to sell now you got t- twice as much you know to put down on your next down payment of your home if that's something you decide to do
1: yeah and i think that's what a lot of people don't really look at uh even realize that when they're buying their first house or their second house um is that you need to be thinking about something like that on the front side you know what i mean because i think we talk mm-hmm. about it all the time it's like you win when you buy your house um mm-hmm. And if you're buying your house with instant equity, it's like you said, you're setting up your next, your second house, your third house, and uh, what have you. So yeah, that's good information. Um, and I won't take too much more of your time. I think you gave the listeners kind of everything that I could ask for you to give them. I think you gave them a little bit more. Um, and I want to thank you for your time. Um, and where, where could people reach out to you if they wanted to reach out to you? I know earlier in the podcast you said people should. Kind of seek out mentors that people in the industry. So I know people that might be looking to get in the industry might want to reach out to you. What is your preferred way that they reach out to you?
0: Um, they can reach out to me via cell phone. So um, I do have a a line they can reach out to four zero two six one eight seven five three six. Um, I like to have a person on the work phone, so that is my work <laughs> my work sale, <cell>, but. <laughs> You know, if I like you, then you might get the personal number. But no, in all seriousness, the, um, in all seriousness, um, you know, I'm I'm definitely an open book. Um, you know, I I was once there where I was trying to make that decision of do I pursue new construction, um, do I not? Um, you know, I've been in existing, back to new construction, then back in existing was like nope, get me back to new construction. So, I've you know I've been in on, on both sides of things, so I'm I'm able to answer questions and. You know if anyone you know has a you know has a question even wants to come out and see a model um things like that you know i'll be i'd be willing to help so again that number
1: 402-618-7536 free game thanks for tapping into another episode of the free game friday podcast game. if you haven't already please like this episode subscribe to our podcast free and share game. it with a friend thanks be blessed catch y'all next free week game.
0: free game